$2 late fee, you have one new message. Hi, Dustin and Zach. This is Don the Dragon Wilson. Look, I'm coming out of retirement. I, I, I got a rematch with the guy I fought in Blood Fist, the original guy with had the mohawk uh, haircut. And uh, I know I can take this guy, man. He, he's old now. He's, he's not like me. He hasn't been taking his vitamins. So uh, uh, I got to talk to you guys about training. I need some sparring partners. And you guys were the first guys I could think of. Thanks. Bye. Before there was IMDB.com, there was Zach and Dustin. You know those guys who think they know everything about a movie without having to go on the internet to look it up? Well, that's us, but maybe only for the years 1981 through mid-1989. No, I'd say late 1978 through early 1992. <laughs> Either way, we know movies. And even more specifically, we know soundtracks from those movies. Yeah. This is $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. This is the podcast where we pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it still holds up today. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Welcome, friends. If you are like us, like Zach and I, growing up in that wonderful decade we call the 1980s, as well as the 90s, but the 80s shaping your your precious little minds, and then the 90s you discover sort of who you are as a person for the first time. And one of those things that you happen to love is martial arts movies. Then our guest today will not be a stranger to you at all. He is an 11-time kickboxing champion turned action star at one of the most amazing times for action movies. And I'm talking, of course, about Don the Dragon Wilson. And Don came in earlier this month. We had him in live. And uh, you got to see him in the studio in Real Voice LA. And this is the audio version which will have bonus features and all these other wonderful things. But Zach, for those who might, you know, be like, oh, I know Donnie's been in all those movies, but they maybe don't know those movies offhand. What, can you fill us in on some of the, some of those titles? Well, some of the titles that stood out to me in his career, the Blood Fist movies, one through eight. Eight. Eight Blood Fist Holy movies. He talks a bit moly. about that in the interview. Why... He did eight of those, or are they all connected or not? Uh, Ring of Fire, one and two. He was in also Red Sun Rising, which Don specifically says that's his favorite movie that he's made from this genre. So you'll find out in the interview why, why that movie is so important to him. He actually tells some really fascinating stories about that movie, his relationship with Chris Penn, we did touch upon New York Ninja, and you guys know, because those of you that have listened to our show for quite some time now, know that we are huge fans of New York Ninja. We have a relationship with the music composers Voyager 3. We've talked extensively about that movie. Well, guess what? He's going to tell his side of the story of why he made New York Ninja, his connection to it, and uh, it's a good one. It's a good one for sure, but Dustin's right. There's a lot of extra stuff fun stuff we added into this interview that you'll hear that you didn't see in the video version 
And if you'd like to see the video version and you haven't yet, go over to our YouTube page and go check that out. I do also want to mention that we have an amazing uh, merch collaboration happening right now with Preserved Dragons. Our friend Martin Goh made a special dragon uh, series, if you will, based on Bloodfist. You guys can go on over to his website. The uh, information is in the footnotes of this episode. And you can go and you can get 20% off everything. Yeah, if you use the code $2 late fee, use the code $2 late fee and get 20% off. Martin, uh, he makes some amazing shirts. But go over to Preserve Dragons and get yourself a Blood Fist tee that represents Don's character from the first Blood Fist along with one of the infamous villains from Blood Fist. The tee is not only killer looking but he also slapped a two dollar late fee logo on the sleeve and if you want that you just want to be a part of the cool kid group get yourself some yeah preserved dragons that logo will get you chicks no this is an exclusive this is an exclusive t-shirt this is an exclusive t-shirt you will not find uh the two dollar late fee logo and the preserved dragons logo on anything else uh so it's it is very cool it is it is a one-of-a-kind limited edition shirt so you should go get it before it's gone. Get it now and get your groove on with Don the Dragon Wilson because he's coming at you. Get your groove on. <laughs> and before we go, just want to remind everybody, uh, thank you so, so, so much for listening. But you can also get bonus features, bonus content, exclusive, exclusive things like a $2 late fee, personalized mix CD. Um, you know, special segments uh, with myself. Of course, our our flagship show, Tales from the Video Store. You know, two dollar late fee is named after late fees that you would get at a video store, guys. Um, so when people ask you, like, what's the title about? That's what it's about. But only our hardcore listeners know that, and then the hardcore hardcore listeners who subscribe to our Patreon for just two dollars a month, I might add, can get the bonus Tales from the Video Store, where we dig in. It's 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 amazing. We just like reveal all these things that you know, stories from Zach's, stories from myself, but stories from special guests also. That's very exciting. And we are also a part of the Geekscape Network, which whatever you love, be it movies, TV, video games, music, they've got it all there, guys. So like, come here for your '80s movies fix, but go to all these other shows like Bingetown TV. Geekscape, the podcast, so many, so many good ones. Uh, 8-Bit Fusion, yeah. It's all good stuff. Go check out the Geekscape network and enjoy all the nostalgic fun. I do want to finally say that this is the culmination of our Martial Arts Madness Month. Oh. We've had four solid weeks of nothing but martial arts madness for you all. This is our favorite month to celebrate some of the movies we absolutely love and some of the actors and performers and people involved in these that we adore as well. So we hope you've enjoyed Martial Arts Madness. And I can't think of a better way to round out Martial Arts Madness with a roundhouse kick from none other than Don the Dragon Wilson. Enjoy. Finally, a major martial arts movie starring the greatest kickboxers in the world. For 2,000 years, Taekwondo has evolved as the deadliest art of the Orient. Here, an American kickboxing champion is murdered. Now, his brother has set out to find that killer. But to find the killer, he must first battle the world's most lethal warriors. World Karate Champion Billy Blanks. 
junior light heavyweight world champ Rob Common, Aguilar, Southeast Asia kickboxing champion, and starring Don the Dragon Wilson, highest rated champion in kickboxing history. Now he must prepare to enter the ultimate competition. To win the battle of hand-to-hand -hand full contact karate. Don Wilson is quite frankly a one-man army. American Karate Magazine. Don Wilson is by far the most exciting fighter on the scene today, inside Kung Fu. Don Wilson is the greatest kickboxer of all time, Black Belt Magazine. Blood Fist, where every means to fight, every deadly opponent, clash. And only one will triumph. Blood Fist. A gathering of the most awesome human weapons. Don the Dragon Wilson, it is a true honor to have you on $2 Late Fee. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm uh, always happy to talk to the fans. This is huge. This is huge. When I said to Dustin that we got the dragon on our show, I was like, where do we start? Where do we start with your career? Where do we start with in the ring, on screen, your films were are a staple of growing up our, our, our childhood our well Quentin Tarantino showed both this one and two at his theater here in LA and New he, Beverly called, he called them yeah. classics yeah, so yeah. I, that, that's the best yeah. plug we could get is from Quentin there you yeah. go I, if, if Quentin says it's true then Classic. it must be can we yeah. uh, you know what I where I'd love to start is actually the nickname of the dragon okay well it's not as most people would think because um uh, people thought that you know, Bruce Lee was popular in the 70s, and I started fighting in 1974, by the way. That's where I, I got my very, very first fight. Uh, but it was from the dragon, dragon style of kung fu I studied, Pai Lam Kung Fu. It's the dra dragon style. So um, when they came to me, my very first fight, the ring announcer comes in the locker room, 1974, and he says, what's your ring name? And I go, ring name? What's that? And he mm. said, you know, like uh, Smoking Joe Frazier, you know, Marvelous Marvin. And I said, oh, um, the dragon. So I tell people to this day, I said, be careful what you say, because it may follow you your entire life. Because it did with me. <laughs> totally. It was a thir three-second decision, and uh, when it became my movie name, because I was well-known as a fighter, and so it became, on my posters, Don the Dragon Wilson. So today, if you say, I, I saw a Don Wilson movie, they wouldn't know who you're talking about, unless they're really old, and then they know Jack... Um, Jack Benny yeah. had a announcer, radio announcer named Don Wilson that worked with him. <laughs> That's the only other famous Don Wilson. So uh, without the dragon, nobody would know me. Well, you picked well. I mean, you didn't just go like the snorkel or like, you know, you, you picked <laughs> the a good. No, no, that was pure luck, though. Because if you, if you think that I had any idea that 40 years later or more, more, it's actually been more than 40 years. Yeah, yeah. My gosh. Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'd right. still be no known by that. Know. I'd be known by that. Um, I would I, it'd be incredulous. I'd be, I wouldn't have right. believed it. It's, it's, it's a name yeah. that is, it truly captures who you are in your spirit, in your energy, I think. Uh, and, right. and, it's, it's, and the fact that people don't say the dragon. They just say Don the Dragon Wilson. It's always been Don the Dragon Wilson. Right. It's not they Don don't Wilson. say the, the rock. You know, now well, even producers just call me that. And, and I was, <laughs> you know, I've known Michael Madsen since the Reservoir Dogs. Uh, my best friend was Chris Penn. Yeah. Rest in peace, Chris. But um, so I, Michael Madsen, he's, he was in this producer's office, and, and they're calling me the dragon. There, and they said, does anybody ever call you by your name? They just say Don Wilson. I said, yeah. 
No, actually, no. they don't. It, 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 they did. They Why would they? Down the dragon will say. Yeah. When I'm announced, when I, I it's kind of strange though, <laughs> <laughs> because when you think about it, Cynthia is known as the Lady Dragon. That's one of the coincidences. Yeah. But people don't really call her that. They don't call Maybe her it's Lady Dragon. No. It feels too. I don't know. There is something weird about it, right? Like yeah. The, like the dragon's coming in, it's a, the lady dragon's coming in, you're like... On movie sets, they don't say, uh, Mr. Wilson's coming on the set, or Don Wilson, right? They, they go, the dragon's on the set, or, you know, everybody let's get rid Yeah. It, they, it's, I'm I love just, it. Yeah, it's just become my moniker, I guess is the word, or... Yeah, but, just, but even before we started rolling, you were like... You sort of met, you referred to yourself in the third person, like, the dra- it's good for the dragon. Oh, yeah, oh, like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> they, there's, there may be, yeah... They usually think that there's something wrong with people that refer to themselves. <laughs> like Trump says, well, the president of the United States would never do that. Right. And everybody's sitting there, but you're the president. That's you, yeah. He, he's a third oh, person we third. could not necessarily have to refer to today, but uh, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> hey, you know what shocked me, though? You know, you know of, of course, we're in Hollywood. We're in, we're in L.A. This yeah, is liberal, yeah. and uh, we're going to be very popular. Anything you say, the negative politically about Trump is popular oh, in here. Yep. But or, around America, there, there's at least 50% of the country that is swear by him. Look, yeah. Best look, president of all t- time. He can't be just a good one. He's got to be the best president in history. To those people, yeah. to yep. to his fans, and I think you, it's safe to say when, when someone is a fan of something, uh, there are there's a level of fandom that you can do no wrong. I'm sure in your... Well, they call that a cult. They Yes, they do. <laughs> they call that a cult. <laughs> That's it. And, and I may have some cult followers, so there's nothing wrong with cults. Well, right. Cults, if you're at the head of it. And and I there may be some martial artists that just like my movies because I'm the dragon and... I was just—I right. was just gonna say that. I was just yeah. gonna say, uh, you know, you, Quentin Tarantino endorsed your Blood Fist movies, and, yeah. and he said, and New Beverly Cinema is a is a celebration of every genre that you can think of, and the fact that he considers yes. that, the fact that he considers Blood Fist one and two in that genre is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of want to jump into that a little mm, bit. Okay. So what you you met? Did you like meet? How did you meet Roger Corman and that whole relationship develop? Well, um, first of all, I probably wouldn't be sitting here if I had not met Roger. True. Because, um, uh, you know, I went out to L.A. based on Chuck Norris's suggestion. But when I got here, they were not knock The doors were not going down. And where down. were you before? Where Florida. At this point. Florida. Florida. Cocoa okay. Beach, Florida. Okay. Uh, I grew up there. I was born in Illinois, but uh, we moved to Florida at four. And, you know, I have very few memories of Illinois. So I grew up in Florida. But I moved to L.A. in 85. And when I got here, I, of course, I enrolled in acting classes, and I went around. I finally got an agent, and and I was doing the acting thing, auditioning for roles. And mm-hmm. there were Sean Penn. Uh, you know, Chris was my friend, so I t- talked to Sean, and Sean said, "You're gonna have a hard time in Hollywood, Don." And I said, "Why?" He goes, "They don't write roles for six foot tall Asians with Southern accents." Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm from the South. Yeah. And 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 but but That's... here's what ended up happening though: they end up writing the roles for yeah. me. Yeah. But I did what Take that, Sean Penn. No, no. Ah. No, he knows the business because now I know the odds that I was going to be starring on HBO after being out here for like two years. No, it's an uphill battle. It's It's an uphill battle. Yeah, for sure. For anybody, even if you're talented. And and I was not even young. You know, if you're young, you you could start and work your way up. But um, I was already considered, I was 30 when I, 31 when I moved here. Yeah, yeah, in '85. So, yeah, that's yeah. The acting classes are all teenagers, right? They, they start young. Right. Well, there's a, there's another thing there, another another kind of check in that box of like, 
you're not you're gonna have a hard time making it because you know this business it's it's truly lightning bolt if you're not that lightning bolt for that flash then it's over right and here you are with the odds stacked against you at a time when predominantly let's be honest predominantly every martial art hero on screen was a white guy well they w they wanted a um like a, a chuck norris or a van damme you know you you could be maybe european and have an accent because van damme already opened those doors right but chuck was the white guy. Yeah. You know, uh, look, when they did, uh, Warner Brothers did uh, Enter the Dragon. Yes. They didn't consider Bruce Lee the, the star of it. No. They considered John, John Saxon. Saxon. Yeah. yeah. They thought he was like a sidekick kind of yeah. thing. Because they were not starring Asians. What other Asian had ever starred in a Hollywood film as the lead in, in yeah. 19, I think it was like 74, 73, yes. 73 right. it came yeah. out. And so, uh, yeah, he was knocking down doors back then. Big time. And the doors are a little coming down in America, but. Not for me. They came down for Jackie Chan, Jet Li, Chow Yun-Fat. Mm -hmm. If you're Asian, and I've been offered studio films, if I can do the Asian accent, mm, which... Really? Yes, yeah. yes. In fact, well, this was... I can, I can talk about it because well, it's in the past. It, yeah, please. It was Wesley any, Snipes any and it was uh, Sean Connery. Oh, Rising and the Sun. Studio, I, uh, yeah, okay. Rising Sun, yeah. right. Yeah. They called oh. me up and asked me to do it, and I said, oh, yeah, I'd love to, but I was in Europe at the time. <clears throat> and I said, well, will you wait for me to get back? They said, absolutely, we'll wait for you. So we get back, and I go to the meeting, and they said, well, this has got to be done. This character's got to be done in a thick Japanese accent. And I said, well, I don't do any accents. Yeah. And they go, you don't – they already – they see my face. They say, well, this guy's got to Of course, to do yeah. yeah. And, and I, I said, no, I, I, I don't do one. I said, and, and I tell you the truth, I said, I, I wouldn't want to even attempt to get a voice coach and all that. Because I said, it would be embarrassing to me, and I didn't come out here for that kind of yeah. career. Yeah. To be playing Asians. And um, – so they said, well, thank you for coming in or whatever. So they, 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 I didn't get, get that one. I, I, I think a friend of mine, I think maybe Kerry Tagawa might have got it. He did. Like, oh, he yeah, did. yeah. Okay. He did. He, yeah. But Kerry and I are good friends now. We've been friends for many years. Phenomenal actor. But, he, yeah. He's wonderful, and we're big fans of his work. Yeah. But that's a big – like, I, my wife the other day, uh, we were watching an interview with you, and she said, he should have been in Shang-Chi. I go, yeah, he should have been in Shang-Chi in some, some, some degree. Had, like, oh, I've never even heard of that. What, what, so wait, it's a, is it TV or is it, it a film? It was a Marvel, Marvel movie that came out oh, Marvel last movie. year. And it was a Marvel, uh, it was the first predominantly Asian cast Marvel film. Well, I don't even have an agent now if it was recent because my agent died. Okay. The, one that I got in 1985, so I kept in my entire the same career. Agent. Same oh, agent. Oh, amazing. Yeah, so, yeah. And, 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 and look, I, I can tell you, I, I, at the time when I was doing up to five movies in one year, um, CAA approached me about leaving representation, and basically they were representing at the time uh, Aaron Spelling. Okay. And he wanted to do a TV series, and they said he's got so much pull. He said, Don, he, it's a two-year guarantee. He he can. They'll just move it around. They'll adjust it. But he's you. You got two years to make your series. A, and now this is before Walker Texas Ranger. So basically, I said no. I turned down Aaron Spelling and CAA back in the '90s. Um, I don't know the exact year, but I remember. The agent ended up becoming a producer himself, and mm. he produced a series called 24, I believe it was, yeah. with Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. 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 Heard he, of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, we Actually, we, we, we've, it's, it's sad I don't remember his name, but I did have you know, almost 100 pro fights. But um, <laughs> he ended up working out in my gym, my boxing gym, the agent. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and, and, he, <laughs> and he became producer of 24, and yeah, I, I, 
I apologize. Hopefully he doesn't hear hear this and hear that I forgot his name. He's gonna be so bummed out. No, he will be bummed out. He's probably but but no, but I should remember his name. I mean, you know, it's not every day he calls up and offers you a TV series. Well, that's the thing. You you were on. You were at a point in your career, and and I think you've spoken about this before. You've made well over thirty movies that you've Mm -hmm. starred in, and they've all made money. My distinction is, they're all Hollywood films. Yeah, because Jackie Chan didn't do. As many films, Hollywood ones. He did many Chinese films, but it wasn't until Rush Hour that he got famous here. You're right. But um, Jet Li, Johnny Yun, uh, Chow Yun Fat, th- those guys do Hong Kong films. Mm-hmm. But I've starred in more Hollywood films than any other Asian American. I'm also mixed, you know. Yeah, right. we don't. Right. You, I may look real Asian to white people but over there. They know I'm mixed. <laughs> I'm, obvi- I'm obviously. I, right. they, they, most right. people think I'm Hawaiian or. Filipino. Yeah. Well, there's been you an know. element of, and Dustin and I were talking about this the other day. Mm. There's an element in, in your movies where you're you're cast either maybe like in Ring of Fire, you're cast a, as being Chinese. Chinese, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And then, but I always felt there was a lot of heart in that film because there's an element of uh, cultural representation and and factual uh, things in regards to being yes. Chinese. You're not Chinese. Now, it wasn't written by a Chinese man. It, it was a white guy, but he did research. Of course, you should if you're going to write about a bunch of Chinese. <laughs> I mean, well, you should. Yeah. But well, for one thing that shocked me is when, they, when they're in mourning, because there was a scene. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I look t- Asian, but I'm from Florida. Your so died. you're probably more Asian than me. <laughs> if you eat sushi, you are, because I don't eat sushi. Okay. But, wow, um, okay, fun fact. But more they Asian wear, than a dragon. I didn't know this. At their funeral, do you know how we were black? They were yeah. white. Yeah. So when they came up to the wardrobe for the funeral scene, I'm looking at this white suit. And I'm thinking, what? You're like, I don't even know the traditions here. I don't. Well, I, yeah. I well, I'm not. Yeah. First, I'm not Chinese. Yeah. No, right. But I'm just saying, I, in the same way that the writers would do the background. You, yes. You know, you, I, it, well, you know, maybe I should have done some Chinese background, <laughs> but. I, no, it's not. It's not relevant. As an actor, the, well, listen, to, that, to that, the, those were early in my career as well. I do a lot more uh, research on the character, of course, <clears throat> today than I did then. Well, yeah, and that, and that was at a stage in your career where yeah. you were just starting out, really. Yeah. I mean, I think Blood Fist came out in like the late 80s. But but I also think it's really... It's dumb. 1990, and, I'm, and Blood Sport was shot in 88. That's right. So our Blood Fist was yeah. shot in 88. Uh, so yeah, it was 1990. I'd been an actor for two yeah. years. But Don, it's, so, it's really important to note, because I didn't know this, really. No. Like, I guess I knew maybe subconsciously. But like, from 89 to 94, a five-year period... Mm-hmm. You released 14 movies. Well, I, I released... Well, listen, and this got me an interview with uh, Entertainment Weekly. Uh, I really... Excuse me. I released five movies in 13 months. Wow. I and mean, that's insane. They were shot and released, all successful, by the way. Right. And... Um, that's huge. Entertainment Weekly, to their knowledge, no American actor in the history of film has been the star. Now, you can be a character actor and appear in maybe five in one year. But... It was actually 13 months, but technically it's 13. But it, they're saying a year. I, but to shoot and release five movies, all the same genre, martial art action, and to be the star of it, it's never been done. Yeah. Now, first of all, that's not a goal. Do you think Tom Cruise, if Tom Cruise wanted to release a movie every week, he could. Yeah. But no actor does that. There, there was a term, and, and Sean Penn is one of the guys who said it to me. Other actors, too. They said, Don. You're going to be overexposed. You're mm. overexposed. you got to say no to these. Mo- mm. And I said, you know what? I've been broke my entire life. <laughs> I said, now, right. when they want, if they're going to pay me the money to do these movies, because the money was good. Of course. Yeah, thank you. Um, that, of course. So one thing in Hollywood. Yeah, true. 
I, I'm not going to, it's no secret. If you're working, you're making money. Yeah, paying um, bills. So I said, I'm going to go ahead and do it. So, but I realized now, not only was I not overexposed, because Roger Corman asked me when I did the five movies, he said, what was your most popular movie? What, which one did the best? I said, the last one. <laughs> and, and so instead of, but here's, here's the reason why. My movies were for video, home video. Now, people would go every week. If you're a video rental, you go on Friday to rent your movie, your entertainment over the weekend. Yep. And I said, there's 52 weeks in a year. <laughs> and, and how many people watch Walker every week? Every week. I could have done a movie. I could have done 50 movies. And they would have still gone as long as they were entertaining. Now, I'm not saying people are going to sit there if it's a bad script, the music, if, if, yeah. the, if the um, production values... And the entertainment values, people don't want to watch 50 bad movies or even five bad movies. Actually, the, the best movie that I did was the last one. So, of course, and it was an HBO world premiere, so it got exposed. Most direct video, you've never heard of it till you go to the video store and said, hey. And they, they usually will get like 10 of mine, so yeah. you, you don't right. miss it. Yep. And they go, oh, he's got a new movie coming out. I haven't seen that one. And they just rent it. Well, we worked at video stores, both of oh, us. Oh, so you guys know how the customers the are. The $2 late fee uh, moniker do. comes from, you know. Oh, it all makes sense it now. It all is coming together. So that, that was the thing on the, on the storefront. This is a reference to you guys, not necessarily whatever topics you guys cover. No, it's always $2 late fee. Then yep. just having you on to, to champion the movies that you've made that were mm. on, that, on that shelf that we would rent on Friday nights or people would come in and grab a stack. Right yeah, here. we have them all well, listen, displayed. The head of Blockbuster went. <laughs> When I was on Batman Forever, came to the set because he wanted to meet me. And, and Joel Schumacher was so, he was like shocked. Like, they, they, here's what the guy said to him. He's, so it's me and Joel Schumacher and the head of Blockbuster. <clears throat> he said, you should rename this movie. And he goes, really? He said, yeah, you should call it Batman and the Dragon. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> cool with that. Yeah. But um, I was actually asked to work three, oh, Joel has passed away. Now, rest in rest peace, in peace yeah. Joe. Yeah. But, he, uh, but he, he asked me to work on the movie for three months. And I said, I can't work on this thing for three months. And because the role he wanted me to, to be was a head bad guy, henchman, they called me, uh, who worked for Tommy Lee Jones. And I, all the action scenes mm. be me and my guys, me and my. Yeah. And I said, Joe, I can't do that because I got contracts. And I said, they'll sue me. They, they got all these mo low budget movies lined up. And he said, well, thank you for coming in. I wanted to add uh. martial arts. And, and, and I leave. So then about. I, I, I should have written down when it, but it was about a week or maybe two weeks later. Okay. I get a phone call, excited call from my agent, because you know this is Warner Brothers' big tentpole movie. Uh, yeah, and he, he goes, Joel Schumacher wants you to meet him. You got to go over to Warner Brothers again. I go, well, okay, great. Right. So I, I go over to Warner Brothers, and he's got a bag of money. No, no, he's, <laughs> he's treating this like a CIA document. He's got two pieces of paper. He pulls it out of a thing. He hands it because uh -oh. nobody they could not let. You can only right. see the scenes you you're in. No, the, yes. that that yeah, right. script was kept like a right. like I said, it's like a top of secret course. thing in Warner Brothers. Can't so he reads the, the, the pages were exactly what I said. I said I can come in and do one fight scene and leave. And I said I asked for him to disguise me because so I end up playing the guy with the skull face. Yeah. Uh, I had a gang or whatever, but um, he it was perfect. I, I look, I don't know for a fact. I think he wrote it in. I don't think it had anything to do with the script. Yeah. You know, uh, Robin steals the Batmobile. He goes into a bad area of town. Yeah. He, he kind of gets into a little fight action with mm -hmm. me, and then Batman comes. Yeah. And, and uh, that was the scene. Why did and you want to be disguised? Be, because I, I felt like this. Because remember now, I'm not, a, I'm not an actor. I'm only thinking about guys before me. Okay. Bruce Lee didn't get his start by getting beaten up by somebody. True. Uh, Chuck Norris didn't get his start by be getting uh, beaten up by somebody. True. 
you know, they I didn't the biggest movie that I would have been in then would be my face, right? You say, yeah. look, there's Don the Dragon yeah. Wilson. And Robin kicks my butt. Yeah. Right. Now, not even now, Batman. Now here's I one know. of the coincidences. <laughs> yeah. Here's it's one of the coincidences Robin. of yeah. my life that you guys are gonna think I must have paid to do this or I must have known it ahead of time. Bruce Lee ended up fighting at one comic book hero. Can you guess who it is? Yeah, Batman. It's Robin. Yeah, Robin. No, yeah. he didn't fight Rob, but Batman. He fought Robin. Uh, Green Hornet Green fought. Hornet. So yeah. what are the odds that we're going to fight yeah. a comic book character in the exact same one? Yeah. Right. You know? And, 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 and yeah, so that's one of the coincidences. Um, you alluded, we both fought Robin. You've alluded to that. If it was Batman, yeah. would you have felt better about it? Like, you'd be like, all right, I won't have my mask on. Or, or it didn't matter. You're no, like, I don't you know what? I was like, thinking, I was... <laughs> you're like, I'm 11-time first of all, first of all, champion. No, it's a movie. Right. Doesn't matter what you do. I, I should have just done anything they asked yeah. me to do. And because, look, my be- like I said, my best friend was Chris Penn. Chris used to say, Don, this, you know, they're not prejudiced against Asians. If you were a green Martian and your movie's made... If they think it was going to help right. a movie make money, they'd cast you. He said, it's just, it's a club, though. Yeah. It's more like a club. He says, you're not in the club right now. So when the studios approached me, Joe uh, yeah, Joe Silver asked me to do a movie, and Richard Donner was directing it. And I said, and Stallone was the star of it. It was called, Assa- it was with Antonio Banderas, because I was supposed to kill assassins. him. He was going to kill me. Antonio, was, Okay, assassins. Yeah. And I said, no. And, I, and it wasn't because of the money, because it was more money than I'd been paid to be the star of a movie. And it was it was uh, two weeks' work, okay. and, and I, I had to fly out of the state or whatever, and I was going to have a big action scene with Antonio Banderas, and he was going to, at the end of it, shoot me. And I said no, because I didn't. I should have got in the club. Mm. Because had I it's, gone, first of all, here's what Richard Donner did right after that. He was already thinking about bringing a martial artist into the Lethal Weapon series. Because the next one Jet Li was in. Lethal right. Three. Now, right. nothing against Jet Li. Nothing against Jet Li. But um But he's not that the might have, but he's, he's the jet. He's not the Well, yeah. he's a nice guy, Jet Li. I've met him one time in Beijing. I met him. He's a really he's nice guy. Um, but um I would have buddied up. I would have got in the club with Richard Donner. And not only that, but who became the biggest producer of martial art action? Joel Silver. Yeah. He did the Matrix. Yep. Do you see me yeah. in the Matrix? Any of them? Do you see me even as an when extra? I, when I squint, no, sometimes I do. I fantasize. No, I fantasize will, that you no, are. No, <laughs> you will never see me in there because, yeah. they, they, you know, he's Mr. Hollywood because everything was positive. I had my agent. Because, you know, we know what movies are coming out before they come out. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I, uh, martial arts, science fiction is going to be made. I said, hey, my agent. I called him and said, hey, call Joel because – his head of production, the guy that his, his main assistant or whatever worked with me. Anyway, and and see if there's anything I could do there. And they go, oh, absolutely. We would not make a martial art movie without Don Wilson. Mm. We're, yeah. we're, we're going to have tons of roles yeah. that Don can be in this, this this martial art movie. The very first Matrix now, because they didn't even know it was going to make money, the first one. No. Uh, they, they assumed it would. It's Joel Silver. You know, most of his movies do make money. But, um, but no, you don't see me in there. And I realize now, when you say no to them... That the door is closed to you, and mm. it wasn't because <laughs> stupid. First of all, it doesn't matter if Antonio Medeiros kills me in a movie. I should have just gotten in the club. Doesn't matter how you get in, you know. I, 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 I my question to, to yeah. follow up on that is because you talk about there's a lot of coincidences in your life, yeah. And and we often talk about how everything that gets you to where you are now in your in your life ha- meant, uh, happened for a reason, right? Good and bad. 
gets you to where you are now. And and would you say in this place in your life right now, you're in a good place? Yeah, yeah. Listen, I've already, no, I've already had more luck uh, than anybody deserves. And and I said, I'm known as one of the best kickboxers. You are. I said, yes, but you know what? I'm definitely the luckiest kickboxer. Mm. And they go, how do you go by that? And I I tell the story, and I told the story to Holyfield. We both got awards from Arnold Schwarzenegger at his event. And I told, and this never happens. If you handed me a script, and this is my real life, I would say, nobody's going to believe this. <laughs> this, this. This doesn't happen. Okay, so a week before my last fight, my retirement fight in 2002, I get a broken rib in the gym. Hmm. And uh, my trainer said, well, what are you going to do? We're going to have to pull out. Are so, you sparring? So, or are you, yeah, sparring. Because, yeah. you know, when you're... I was 48 years old. When you're 48 years old, yeah. somebody hits you in the rib, it cracks. Mm. Now, it's not broken like that, but it's a, what they call hairline fracture. But sure. believe me, man, it felt like a knife in oh, the... Yeah, I, and horrible. I, and I said, I'm going to fight the guy. I'm just going to keep my right hand here, and I'm going to outpoint him. I, I've got the experience, and I, I picked the right guy. He was the main event for years when he was younger at uh, the Tropicana Atlantic City. Wow. Because that, that's where we fought, Tropicana. And um, so this crowd's going to be sold out then. you know, I'm, It's my retirement fight and everything. We announced it. So I go there, and I fight the fight, and I've got my right hand here, and I've got two boxing trainers in my corner. I've got uh, uh, Michael Nunn's and uh, Ken Norton's former trainer. Okay. And I fight nine rounds. Now, with, this is with the broken ribbon and not throwing right hands, because if you throw the right, it's, gonna, it's uh, right. He, yeah. He, 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 yeah. So, And I didn't want to take that chance. So it's the ninth round. and I and So, so you were fighting like this? Or I, how, I know. How are I'm you? fighting like this, and I'm yeah. fighting like right. But I, I'm not... I, I, you're taped up. You're. you're it's painful. Yeah. No, there's no tape. No, there's, no. nothing's oh. going to save no. you when you break it the week before the fight. Right? It's just, it's just like a knife going into your yeah. rib. Every Oof. breath, oh, every man. breath. And so here's what happens. Um, I look at my trainer and I said, am I, "Am I winning this fight?" And Bill Slayton is his name. He, he passed away. He looks at me and he goes. He looks down at the ground. Mm. Now, normally, even if you're getting your rear end handed to you, they lie. They go, yeah. "You're doing great, Don. Yeah. Go out there. You win this last round. You got to win this." He just couldn't lie to me. And then my other trainer goes, look at that audience. And I looked, and it was sold out. He goes, if they announce he's got the decision, he said, there ain't going to be any booing out there. They're all his fans. They all came to see him win. Mm. And he said, it's the last round. It was the 10th round. He said, you got to knock him out. I was 48 years old. (laughs) I get up. I get up. I go over there. Now, here's the lucky part. I'm telling you, this is all a story based. I'm telling you how lucky I am. Yeah. So I've not thrown a, a serious right hand for nine rounds because I told you, like, yeah. if, I, if I did, it was yeah. like a jab. It, yeah. I had not hit him. So his left hand, after nine rounds of that, his left hand, he's fighting like this. Wow. He, he, he's waiting for this. and the, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this, <laughs> he, 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 I had not done. I, in other yeah. words, we spend, like, two or three techniques setting guys up. I spent nine rounds setting him up for the right hand. Mm. Who would do that? Who would yeah. have the patience yeah. and have the confidence to not throw it? And so you see it's open, you don't yep. go because you yep. want to really set him up. Yeah. Right. So you couldn't be more set up. I threw the right hand and knock him right out. He goes down, <laughs> I look. And when you know when they say that the whites of their eyes, there is a yeah. little truth of that. When you look down, you don't see his pupils. You know he is not getting. He's not beating that count. Wow. His his brain has been shut off. It does not start up. And if you get up, you're, you're the referee's going to stop it. He didn't, by the way. He, he the fight was over. So they go, ladies and gentlemen, winner by knockout in the tenth and final round 
with four seconds on the clock. Holy crap. <laughs> now tell me I'm not lucky. Well, you, you, I, I can fight with a broken rib, down on points, and I'll still, if you give me four seconds, <laughs> I will leave with that win. Is that luck, yeah. though? Is that luck? I, I, would, I would argue that's preparation, that's well, your, that your opponent. I is, did, and know, I'm you... not a quitter. Right. Some guys would have. That's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I tell people that I saved, because my last two fights, I fought the MGM also, 10 rounds, broken rib. Not in the front, though. It was in the back. Oh. Yeah. So, but anyway, I, I fought my last Ew. 20 rounds as a kickboxer in my late 40s with broken ribs. Broken ribs. Now, if you're 18 fighting, going into the fight with a cracked rib, first, it's illegal, basically. See, it's, it, I was, I'm, I'm breaking the rule. Well, it's not illegal with the law. I'm not going to go to jail. But, I, <laughs> I, but you, you, you can't go in with, with you can't, I, I, you can't go in with knowing you got a broken rib. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, you, you're not supposed to fight you, one you round. You fill out a forum, and it's like, are you being truthful? And you're like, uh, I don't remember what I fought. Yeah. I just, you Can know I what? Smidge that. Yeah. I fought for 28 years. I just signed everything they put. I just signed. Right? I, Do you have a I could have signed. Uh, I, well, whatever. I was the money. I had no good? idea. Was the money good? Yeah, yeah. All the money. When I came out of retirement, um, total, I made over four hundred thousand dollars. Holy. Yeah, uh, and, and and I was being told, well, that was three fights in an exhibition. Um, I was being told, uh, well, why are you coming out of retirement? You're too old to fight. You too. Old. Yeah. And, I, and I said, no. You know what? I said I'm going to make more money coming out of retirement than I made my entire career as a kickboxer, wow. which I did. Yeah. Over four hundred grand, so yeah. almost a half a million. But listen to this: I'm being offered now. If I, I got one hundred fifty thousand when I signed the contract to come out of retirement, just that was called a signing bonus. That was not what I got. I got twelve percent of the pay per view. But okay. now they're they're paying half a million just to sign the contract. Like if I agree to fight, and yeah. I, and I've got people approaching me to fight to this day. People want right to fight now you. because before it never existed, and nobody thought that people would watch old fighters like Tyson. Yeah. Tyson got ten million when he did the Roy Jones. Right. Ten million when he went with Roy Jones. Um, Conor McGregor, uh, uh, the uh, Mayweather, the hundred million, two hundred million for Mayweather, hundred million to Conor. The amount of money, the signing bonus is five hundred grand. Well, I think about like Van Dam said because Van Dam's one of the guys. So I, was, I might fight. Van Dam wants three million. He'll sign the contract. That's that's what came back to me. Okay, you know. So um, so so it may happen. You might see wow. John Fraud Van Dum in the ring with me. But yeah, look, look, let's look get you, know what, you know up. what? You know Listen, listen. We'll do all the yakking and talking and everything. Yeah. <laughs> when, when the contract is signed, Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's part that's of it. Amazing. That co all goes yeah. with you know. Even uh, Roy Jones, when he or not Roy Jones, but um, Connor and Mayweather, they did a bunch of those pre-fight yeah. interviews all over the country. It's like a road show. You, yeah, and it's you all it's all free for pay-per-view because they they own their own site and they just run it yeah. on a right. loop, just right. you know. Uh, building the fight up, but but who would guess that old fighters could make money? Well, I'll tell you, uh, I, nostalgia. Uh, on, we talk about this on the show. Nostalgia mm. is one hell of a drug. Yeah, and people well, look love at the, martial, uh, the Karate Kid, Karate uh, Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. Yeah, so I, I heard of it. Yeah, it, 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 at one time it was network Netflix's number one show. I think that actually you yeah. and Cynthia Rothrock should be on that show, and oh, to some degree, I think Cynthia got on it though. She's going to be. Uh, she got contacted by them. Good. Oh, so I think she is going to be on it. Because yeah. Zach uh, had the people call. call. I, I did. I put it. No, I wish. No, it wasn't me. I was going to say, 
I was going to say, yeah, she she was approached by that. Uh, well, I will say, I will say, uh, I have this feeling. I'm like, when 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 we have guests on mm-hmm. the show, I'm like, something. And they're, they're talking about a project they're working on. It's going to happen. It's that mm-hmm. intuition, mm-hmm. you know. But I will say, uh, you know, you talked about you could have been a part of that club, right? The Stallone. Well, well, of, well, look, look, look. The club is still. There well, still is a club, and yeah. I'm still breathing. Now, my, that's my point. My <laughs> no, point is, all ribs are good. good. All ribs look, are, are not, yes, no crack. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. But um, Jackie Chan did many B movie. When I say B, I mean the you know, Hong Kong movies. Yeah, yeah. They weren't even in English. And there's no other recognizable stars yeah. in them. It's, sure. It's not like the studio kind of movies. So he did a lot of uh, independent films. Yes. And uh, lower budget than even mine. Some of them because you know it's right. target Chinese dollars, not U.S. dollars. And it was uh, rush hour. All of a sudden, he's making fifteen million. Exactly. So it only takes yeah. one one thing to turn it around, and it takes you can you can have a couple of losers before you're well written it's, off. It's right. different now. Right. It's different now. I think back right. twenty yeah. years ago. Twenty years ago, everything's it, different now. Yeah, like when you were saying, you know, the perception was, oh, you make movies that are that go straight to the video store. Mm-hmm. However, here we are. 40 years later, we have you on the show. I'm we're looking at you like you look fantastic and you and and also you are it, it, you are an icon. You're an icon for martial arts cinema. You're an icon for kickboxing. You're an icon for so many people in this in this world. For dragons? For <laughs> right? And not snorkels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nope. but you know the thing is like your longevity, the fact that you've made all of these films, these all these fought all these fights. You've you've done different projects. Like I want to talk about New York Ninja in a second because oh, yeah. that was know, a lot of fun. You know, it's 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 huge, and and here you are. I think you should be, and I think you are in many ways held to that same echelon that we have these stars of like Stallone, Schwarzenegger, and you know John Claude Van Damme. Well, at one time, remember Stallone when he wrote Rocky, he was working at a movie theater in Westwood. Exactly. He was the guy who shows you your flat where your seat is, the ticket terror yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And his wife worked there as well. But I read his story. I, you know, one of my first fr- friends, celebrities' friends, when I moved here was Frank Stallone. Mm, yeah. And mm. We met him because you know he, he likes to box a little bit. Yeah. And, and he, we had a mutual friend. So uh, yeah, I've known Frank all that many years. Uh, then I met his sister, and then his sister had a boyfriend that was into fitness, and I endorsed his product to try to help him. Okay. You know, uh, no money or anything, because, you know, I was trying to help him. Yeah. You know, uh, and um, uh, so we have a, a kind of a connection with Sylvester. In fact, in fact, Sylvester Stallone had a TV show with um, Sugar Ray Leonard, boxing one. Mm. And for, I get a phone call from Frank. He goes, Don, there's no celebrity. we got to have some celebrities at, at, at uh, my brother's TV Thing. And I said, oh, okay, I'll go. So me, and he asked me to bring some friends. Me and Marie Smith, who had just won the UFC, mm. like a month before or something. Yeah. And um, uh, I think Mark Burnett was the producer of it. I'm pretty sure he was the producer okay. of it. But um, it was, um, and Chris Penn. We all went to the to support the thing. So that's, that's where I met Stallone. And he was his mother. I'm sitting with Stallone's mother. And she goes, oh, thank God. Oh, I better not tell. I, I can't tell the story. But anyway, <laughs> but his, his mother was sitting with me. She, she's passed away. No, but then this, this would, TM, TMZ <laughs> would be paying so. me for this one. Okay. But anyway, but, but they well, sat. if they want to. Stallone, <laughs> Stallone's mother uh, sat with me. And um, she's very nice, very nice woman. And um, she goes, have you met Sly yet? And I said, no, I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with Frank. She goes, she goes so, so Stallone, he's working. He's doing stuff over there. He can, he's going to announce the fights. They're boxing matches. Him and Sugar Ray Leonard, they had this reality show. So okay. she goes, get up here. Get up. So she, here's, he comes up. He, he, it's his mom. 
His mom tells him he has to meet me. He goes, oh, uh, I don't know. And that, that's how I met him. His Thank mom God, dragged him up to the stands where we were sitting with each other. And, um, yeah, and he seemed, he, I'm sure he's a, a, a great guy. Everything I've seen about him, it looked like he was a great guy. And Frank is a great guy. You know, we, we just, last time we were together was about two years ago in Hollywood. We, were, were, we had dinner together with Frank. Was he performing? Did no. He? <laughs> I've gone to his performance, though. He's great. Yeah, so have I. Uh, but this was a, a thing called Too Many Fights. It was MMA fights, though. Okay, gotcha. And they okay. were yeah. MMA. So I was the guest, but they served dinner there. So we had dinner together there. You were nice. speaking, you're speaking fondly of Chris Penn. Smash Global. Smash Global. There you go. Ah, Smash Global. Yes, it's yes, called yes. Smash Globe. Yeah. Not too Little many plugs. No, Smash good. Global. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> My memory, can, I can't remember the names of the... Well, you, you so, talked about, you talked about so your good. relationship with Chris Penn, mm-hmm. and you guys, uh, the, did you meet friend. on set? Was that how you had no. a relationship with him? No, no. He was studying martial arts from a friend of mine. For best of the best. Uh, I, no, no, huh? no. Not that. Oh. I'll tell you my best of the best story. Chris won't get mad at me because he got in the mood. I get a phone call from Chris. He goes, Don, Don, you know Philip Ree, right? And I go, yeah, I know Philip. He goes, you got you to gotta tell him I'm one of your black belts. I go, Chris, you're not even a white <laughs> why belt. Why would I do that? <laughs> I said, why? He says, he might call you. I gave him your number, and I told him, you'll vouch for oh, me that I'm a black. Because he was he wanted to be in best of the best. Yeah, yeah. And he he's not a black belt. He's never taken one. Oh, no. He he took Yoshikai Karate, but not from me, from a different instructor. Okay. Right. And he, he might be like at the level of a green belt, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, but he thought he needed to be a black belt to do the movie best of the best. But he did. They hired him as an actor, not a fighter. He, yeah, and no. he can fake it pretty good. Yeah, he faked it well. well. You know, he loves boxing. <laughs> by the way, that, that that's his thing. He likes to box. Okay, but he threw a couple of kicks in the, the thing. Anyway, he did fine. But he he asked me to. Um, <laughs> he he didn't get in that because of me. We, we he he studied martial arts before that, but. Um, uh, Wait. So Philip Reed did call you? No, he did no, not. No, he didn't. Okay. Thank goodness. Okay. Because, right. look, I love Philip. And I know Simon has worked, his brother has worked as a stuntman yeah. in my films. Yep. Uh, um, <clears throat> I would have had to lie to him. Yeah. Yeah. Because Chris was my best friend. Right. You, and how you, first of all, I, you, you, there's a lot of lying going on in the movie business. Getting yeah. in the movie. Oh. The it's... budgets of the movies. No. Uh, no, no. You, you, you that, know, no. Uh, there's a lot Disagree. Of, there's no lying. <laughs> there's no, <laughs> there's lying no lying in show business. No lying. But, but anyway, it, it's just, you know, the, the, the bottom line is, can you do the job once you get it, though? That's the thing. That's the thing. You know, if you, yeah. if you say, because uh, well, yeah. when they ask pe- actors, have you ever ridden a horse? They're never, not going to say no. No. They're going to yeah. say yes if they've never even right. seen a horse That's apply. That's always the they're gonna say, yeah, I can, but Because yeah. then once you get hired, then you just go over there and you get, get, you get on the horses. Okay. You, you, you immediately start riding horses. Right. But, um, you find yeah. You're that, allergic and you're like, oh, man. So I, I, I'm, um, you know. I didn't have to lie to Philip. Fortunately, you didn't. But, good. but where did, so where did your relationship with Chris start? Did it start well, he, in a... he, his karate instructor's original one, like I said, is before I moved to L.A. Um, my brother used to manage him. My brother was a manager of okay. kickboxers. And he retired from kickboxing, moved out to L.A., and opened up a school. Okay. In, 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 oh, no, it was not Pacific Palisades then. Now it is. It was in uh, Malibu. Okay. And Chris lived in Malibu. Yeah. So it was that, 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 that was a connection. And uh, I, I actually met Chris when I was flying through. I used to fly through from Florida before I went to Hong Kong or Japan. And I had six fights in Hong Kong, three mm-hmm. in Japan, one in Thailand. So that was, uh, you know, um, ten fights. Ten fights in the Orient. So I was flying through oh L.A. every time God. and flying through L.A. coming back. That's insane. That's yeah. insane. And having to get ready for the fight and whatnot. And, but you guys had a long... Oh, I, you know, p- people ask me, how do you get... Even today, I go to the boxing gym. 
how do you get the motivation to come in and work? I said, motivation? I said, I can't wait to get here. Yeah. It's a high point of my day. Yeah. I said, when I leave the gym, it's all downhill. Mm. You know, meetings yeah. with producers. I, I, I just agreed. Well, I've been in a movie. Uh, <laughs> and I can talk about this one because, you know, I've worked with this guy before. We, he, you know, he made a movie in the Philippines called um, Showdown in, in Manila. Okay. Showdown. And um, so I agreed to do his movie yesterday. But, but meetings In are, Manila? Well, no. He says this time we're going to shoot in L.A. But we shot oh, in, in okay. Manila. What? You can't do Showdown in Manila in and L.A.? Do it in Toronto. I guess I you mean, could. We just go to Chinatown. Yeah. Nobody yeah. would know the difference. Yeah. No, no, really. no, no. He's producing it. He, he produces all over. He's, he's a producer. Okay. And, um, and so I had a meeting yesterday. But it's my passion is kickboxing. If, if I, when I didn't get paid big money, I still loved it. Yeah. That's great. The training. And look, why did Paul Newman race cars? It's not because he needed the money. Because he loved it. Because right. he was already a mo- right. It's a thrill. Yeah. yeah. And you can't yeah. get that same kind of thrill in a... Look, when you win a world title or when you win a fight, you get a adrenaline rush, endomorphins. It's a feeling you don't get when you go to... People ask me at the yeah. screenings. Is it... At a movie screening? You kidding me out? First of all, I already saw the movie. So it's boring <laughs> to sit there. And, and my movies are not boring. Gone with the Wind. They're, you know, it's not like I have a message or anything in any of them. They're, Dead they're, with the wind. Well, no, I tell <laughs> if, if there is a message in every action movie, it's bad guys lose, good guys win. There you go. And that goes back to Beowulf. You know, that goes back to the ancient writing. Yeah, yeah. The good guys conquer the, the bad guys. You yep. know, I, I don't know how many movies where the bad guys would win. I don't know if they'd be popular. Everybody would walk out of not the movie. At that time. Kind of, not, not at, at that, that time. Not at that time. Well, yeah. anytime. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's just. We're in such a yeah. gray period now. But I think there's there's a level of the, like again, the anti-hero kind of yeah, thing. Or, but it's, yeah, but it's, he doesn't have to be that good. But yeah, you're right. Like if you've got twenty thousand people screaming, cheering you on, it's way different than being on a set and finishing the movie and then people just clapping yeah. a handful, whatever. Well, you know what? It wasn't about the people. Okay. It didn't matter to me if there's fifty so what people was in the it? audience or if there's there's because I fought in Madison Square Garden, Caesar's Palace, yeah, uh, Tokyo. I, I fought all over to thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. I don't even I don't even recall hearing them or seeing mm. them even one. Not, mm. not I never focused on one audience member or anything. I did look at some of the round girls. <laughs> because man, they're human. In the big big fights they get good models or whatever, but in the lower budget fights they get topless dancers. Right. And uh, so but, you're but, like, but oh my I've rip. seen Uh-oh. some right. I remember some of the round girls, but <laughs> but I, it, it was never for the audience, you know. And I, and yeah. I actually received an award um, about three weeks ago from the Martial Art History Museum. Yes. And I said, you know In what? In Burbank. I'd like to thank all the audiences that uh, came to my fights and supported my movies. But I have to, to in total honesty, I didn't do it for them. Yeah. Yeah. I did the fighting for myself because I loved it. It wasn't, you know, uh, you don't want to say you would have done it for free because it's hard to yeah. put the pressure on the promoters to give you as much. But right. But, yeah, but, but that, 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 that's the kind of feeling. Like, I still go to the gym. I love going to the gym. I love the lifestyle. I love the competition. I loved everything about it. Whereas movies, if, they, if it was minimum wage, nobody would be doing it. Yeah. Especially me. Fair enough. Yeah. But you, Especially did, you did so me. many. You did so many movies. Well, like in such a short movies. Yeah, I, I, right. I, I, but, 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 I mean, but at that I, time, transitioning from the fights. Yes. Yeah. You, the, you, but, but remember now, my movies take, like, a month to shoot. Yeah. You know, at back in those days, you know, four week shoots, 
Tom Cruise might wait work uh, three four months on a movie. Right. Well, like, right. like you, know, you said with uh, so so the, the the, yeah, I could do five movies in a row because yeah. we're shooting them fast. Just we're five, five fast. months out of your out of your year Correct. is just five Correct. movies. Well, I five did features. work in the post production. Uh, uh, you know, with the editing of the fight action. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't get into the uh, the drama. You know, I don't say, "Wait, well, hey, we got to cut to this one." Or right. That. No, I let the directors and the editors do that. But the fight action, I, I'm very qualified to do it. You know, you just figure. Of I course. started in 30 films. If I did, let's say, four fight scenes each film, yeah, that'd be 100 over 100 fight scenes, right? Yep. So I've cut, edited, worked on the choreography. I may not, I hire choreographers, but I still adjust it for myself. Yeah. Um, I've got like. Hours and hours of experience. I, I'm the most experienced guy in the editing room when it comes to the fight action. Totally. Yep. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not the only one. I'm not some megalomaniac that says, oh, I got to be involved. No, because I'm sure Bruce Lee did it. Seagal. Yeah. Van Damme. When it comes to martial art action, you, you got to go in there and give your two cents worth, uh, especially when editors, um, like, like there are things you can do technically to like a sidekick that are kind of wrong. Like, yeah. and, and I might have thrown one that got on film and they're, when you're picking the one yeah. I don't want my knowledgeable audience of martial art fans the hardcore fans to see a bad sidekick of course not right uh, you know, and you mean and the physical the actual kick yes, not the, like the the actual I'm not, not your Robin no, to your the Batman but. <laughs> the technique that is the way it's thrown there's certain things should be it's better if you, if if you have certain things aligned certain ways. It, it, it's hard to explain, but but technically there are correct things and incorrect, and I know them, and so I can spot them. And I'm not saying I would never allow it because some real street situations are should look sloppy. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not a bad thing if you slip a little bit and then roll and get up. Just leave it in there. Yeah. Right. It's like I right. heard Clint no, I've never never worked with Clint Eastwood. <laughs> but I've heard yes. that sometimes like you're in, in a Ding. film, in a film, um, right. I'm supposed to pick up this You're supposed thing, to bite him and tomorrow. I, and, I, and I and I drop it like that. And I yeah. what he leaves it in because in reality, not That's what every would happen. Yeah. yeah, but well, it's just it's, right. first of all, it doesn't take away from the story. No, no, right. it, it's not like it's going to show that oh, maybe he's got Parkinson's or something. No, it's not, <laughs> it's, it's just just certain, that's immediately where I would right, go. Right, right. As no, an audience, but it, but but it's yeah. just um, certain things, <laughs> mistakes happen in right. real life. Yes. Okay, right. I, I'm going to tell you one Hollywood story. I yes. heard I've never worked with Robert De Niro, but I heard when Yet. when a um um yeah, as of today. Yeah. Um, you know, when you've got like a wrinkle on a shirt or something, yeah, the wardrobe people come over there and just start steam you. And yeah. he goes, no, 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 leave it in. Leave it. Yeah. Because in real life, not every single right. shirt is perfectly No one's steaming pressed. you. No. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and if, if a little hair is, is, is out of place, yeah. he tells the wardrobe people, no, no, yeah. it, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. You know, because subliminally, <clears throat> I heard his, his reason for it. It makes the performance more... Real to the audience. Totally. Agreed. Maybe they don't know it consciously, yep. but just because it, a hair was out of place where, or there's a little wrinkle or there's a little dust spot on that. Agree. As long as it's not a big oil spot that distracts you, you think, right. what the hell is that? No. You know what he was saying? And, and I thought, man, that was genius because yep. it's, it that is, is true. Yeah. You, not everything is perfect all the time. Matter of fact, in the old studio days, I wasn't working in the 50s, but the 50s, they never did close-ups on the set, on the locations. They waited to, they would do all the close-ups on the studio so they perfect. 
effect, the lighting, yeah. the makeup. Perfect. And they spent yeah. right, and they get like a fan blowing if they, mm-hmm. if it was windy that day. In other words, this is cinema. But but yeah. but what that does is today they don't do that. We do just the opposite. Yeah. We do handheld. It's a little jerky, and, yeah. and it's a little. It can even go out of focus. I, the guy that yeah. did Born Identity, that guy, I think he started as a documentary director. But anyway, Doug Lyman. Doug Lyman. He did. Yeah. Well, he shoots a fight scene with um, uh, what's his Matt Damon. Matt Damon yeah. that has a scene. It goes a little bit out of focus, but he leaves it in. Yeah. Now he's got a hundred fifty million dollar budget. He could easily go back and do it. And he, it makes it subliminally yeah. for us. It's more realistic. So he will leave. Mistakes like like Matt Damon might slip once and then then do the block yeah right. and that might not have been choreographed but it works even better. That's why we don't we don't yeah. do harem wardrobe. Here. Yeah yeah like, yeah. No. We, we, we want reality. We want like, reality. No, that's not this real. This is real. I was, this is not real, real podcasting. I was gonna say too. That's speaking fake of podcasting. Speaking of reality or flaws, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, you you did the voiceover for New York Ninja. Which came out last year. Okay, I had a lot of flaws. You know what? The flaws were what people paid to see. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah. be, 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 That's the show. For 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 anybody who hasn't seen it, we highly recommend it because it's so much fun. I don't know. You what. embody. I will say this: you will never see anything else like it. Abductions of young women are still being reported. Another woman with mysterious radiation burns has been discovered. We're gonna have a baby. Oh my God. I can't believe that John's wife was murdered. You have to try and pull yourself together. This city owes me. Well, what's that? Justice. Why won't anyone do anything? We are strong on crime, and together we have the power. This is a big city. We're doing what we can. Tell the others, I'm coming for this. I need you to help me. I would, but I want them dead. Crime has remained at an all-time low thanks to Ninja Fever. We're going live with this. These men murdered her because of what she saw. It's linked to these abductions. There's something weighing us down. It's that damn ninja. (laughs) New York Ninja's a real hero. This is your first foray into doing voiceover, like for a whole film. Oh right? yes, yeah, no, no. I, well, I think I do, we should explain. Uh, right? I don't Just do voiceover. Maybe... I, I do. I, I replace dialogue or whatever on my own films. Okay. And that's might be three lines in a movie. When they asked me to do it, it didn't click on me that it was actually the entire movie. Yes. Every single scene, and then right. a like, different actor, like, like it's do... not me. Right. And this guy, when he's sad, you know it from outside the room. That that you. It's just, I mean, he just, he's what they call over the top. Yes. And that's when he's being mild. He's over the top. I have something to tell you, and it can't wait. What is it? I'm pregnant. Really? Seriously? We're going to have a baby. Oh, my God. I'm going to be a daddy. Are you happy? Yes. I love you. Very much. Good. Listen, I have to go now, so I'll see you tonight. Okay. Okay. I'm going to be a daddy. Uh, Okay, I'll see you tonight. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, it's a comedy. I'm not 100% sure that they made it to be be. a comedy. 
We should explain just for su- yeah, okay. just for context. New York I Ninja feel like is one of a kind. Yes, it's it's one of a kind because it was shot in the. 80s. I don't remember mm-hmm. what year was it. 84? 84, yeah. 84. And it was shot in 84 by John Liu, who, whose character- The star. You, the the star. star. The star, martial artist. It yep. was his fir- going to be his first American foray. Uh, you know, he's going to make a name for himself. And some things happened. Abruptly, they stopped filming. And this film was just kind of passed from company to company. It sat around for a while. It ended up in the hands of Vinegar Syndrome. But all they had was the print. Yes. I think- because he did not want to participate with it. The actor ended up being, as I believe after this, a successful actor, I think, for a period of time in China, I think. Right. But he had a career. He had some sort yep. of a career. And I don't think he's proud of the film because he didn't contribute his own voice to it. No. So he, he may have just wanted to forget that he ever produced it and wrote it. So maybe, because all the sound was lost, of course. You know that. Yeah. Right. And exactly. they couldn't find a no script. script. No. no No. Yeah. So they... It was as tough to recreate as it can get. You don't lose no. all the sound and the script, so you don't even know what people are saying. You're kind of looking at their lips and trying right. to... You know what? They should have gotten one of those lip readers, right? I don't know, but you you did a tremendous yeah. job as John Luce. Oh, as, right. as, yeah. as ninja. No, I'm, I'm, I mean that in all sincerity. Yeah. Like, your voice to that character is so authentic. It's really fantastic. I, oh, I think well, it's, well it's, thank it's, you. I, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> a lot of fun. It's actually amazing uh, what, uh, what you do. Hey, man, don't sneak up on me like that. I need to talk to you. Make it quick, I'm very busy. My name is John Liu. My wife, she was murdered a yeah, few days of ago. Course. That's right. why I'm here. I want to know, what are you, what are you doing, doing about it? I get it, believe me. But these things take time, Mr. Liu. We're doing everything we can, okay? Just be patient. Be patient? Listen, for what it's worth, I'm sorry about your wife. Hey, this is a big city. You've seen what it's like, right? We're doing what we can. That's it? That's all you can tell me? My wife is dead, and you're telling me to wait? These men murdered her because of what she saw. It's linked to these abductions. Why aren't you doing something about it? Believe me, I am. But this isn't helping. Just go home, and I'll call you with anything. Wait. What? This city owes me. Well, what's that? Justice. Good luck, Mr. Lou. Thanks for nothing. Why? Why is this happening? Why won't anyone do anything? I don't understand. Why? Uh, why? Why? You did a great job, and 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 Thank Cynthia Rothrock does a voice in it as well. And actually, Vince Murdoch. Yeah, Vince yeah. was in it as well. Who I've worked with several times. Ring of, several, ring ring of, of fire. Fires. And, yeah, <laughs> right. A couple of ring of fires. Yeah. Um, I, we're. I can't believe it's almost an hour we've been here. I I really oh. want to quickly. Red Sun Rising is one of your favorite. The favorite movie of yours. Yes. Right? Uh, well, it's probably of my starring roles. It's probably the best overall film. Why? Why is that in your opinion? Okay, first of all, um, not <laughs> selfishly. Yeah, it was my original. Uh, no, actually, the original idea for it was, was um, uh, Chris Penn. Okay. Because oh. he was going to be my partner in it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, is, yeah, it was going to be a buddy he, picture. Is he credited on it? No, 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 no. Replaced no, by... Because no, here's, here's, here's what he did. He came to me and said, Don, let's do a movie, you and I. And he said, let's make it 
reverse black rain. And I go, what do you mean? Hmm. He said, you'll be a Japanese cop who comes to L.A. to get the guy who killed your partner, and I'll be the local L.A. cop. Black Rain and with we'll Michael Douglas. And, yeah. Well, yeah. it was his idea to call it reverse Black Rain because <laughs> Japanese cop coming to America, reverse not American Black cop. Rain coming straight to Black Rain coming straight to R. Original idea, Chris Penn. Right. Chris and, Penn um, presents reverse so, Black Rain. So I, I go to my personal manager, who was also a producer, and I said, hey, look, we, Chris and I uh, like to do a movie together, and we're going to be a buddy picture. And it'll be uh, reverse black rain. I just said the exact same thing. Every producer in Hollywood gives you the same look. Well, what yeah. does that mean? And I said, well, Japanese cop coming. Anyway, yeah. so so he agreed to get the writer to write it. <clears throat> so the writer writes the script for me and Chris. And so uh, he said, you know, Chris has not signed his contract yet. We sent it to his agent. And why don't you talk to Chris? So I call Chris up, and he's on the set of a, a movie called um, True Romance. Yeah. So I, I go to the set. And, you know, uh, Tom Sizemore, I meet, I meet him. He, Chris was working with him that day. And I go in. I said, Chris, what's going on? I said, how come the contract's not signed? He said, you know what, Don? I got this role in, in this movie, True Romance. And he said, my agent said I shouldn't go back to a lower-budget independent film after this. I should try to kind of roll this mm, into another A-list. Because, you know, Chris was look, 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 he, he was working with, he, he was in a number three movie of the year, uh, Footloose. Footloose, yeah. Okay, but he had worked with Tom Cruise in All the Right Moves. Yep. He had worked with Clint Eastwood and Pale Rider. Yeah, mm. he he was a list. Yeah, but he kind of a list adjacent. He fumbled at the close football. range. Yes. He you fumbled know? the yeah. football with his brother with his career by uh, gaining the weight. Mm. Mm. You know, he and 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 he had a drug problem, right? And, and then it became an alcohol problem, mm. and I don't know. It just he was career was kind of stalled. Yeah, kind of stalled. So he was going to do a movie with me. <laughs> We did do uh, Future Kick was yeah. the first one. But, I love Future but Kick. But we've appeared in a couple. We did Redemption. I don't know if you ever saw yeah. Redemption, yeah, but sure he was did. great in that. Yep. Um, but anyway, uh, so he was doing True Romance, and I said, Chris, I understand. I, I want to help your career, not to hurt it. You're of my course. Best. You're, right. He was not a friend. He was my best friend. Hmm. And so um, I go back to uh, my manager. I said, hey, Chris can't do the movie. It's too low budget. He goes, okay. Yeah, he goes, we're going to do a rewrite. He goes, we'll make his character a woman. And it'll be a love interest for you. And Terry I said, Farrell. I said yeah. that was good. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm the only one that wanted. I can, you know, I cast work in the casting with the directors and the producers of my films. Okay. Well, if I want to, <laughs> you know, sometimes I don't. But but then I I was. So we read the girls. We see the last five. Those are the callback ones. You know, then I, I'm not gonna sit there for twenty. No, that's yeah. Girls, but but the last five. So. I came up with, I said, Terry Farrell. And they said, no, 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 Don, you're, you don't understand. This is, she's too tall. She's going to make you look short. And I said, well, I don't care if I look short. I said, this woman's going to pull a gun. And she's going to play a cop. And I think she looks, like, she, she could pass. Because, look, they were looking to cast like a Playboy playmate. You know, yeah. a sure. girl that looks... Look, were, were there roles for for the, the a woman who looked like that, but yeah. not cops? Right. Yeah. A voluptuous cop. I mean, it just yeah. didn't work for me. Terry yeah. Farrell was to me the right one, and I literally had to enforce my mutual approval contract with my own. He was my personal manager, and he was producing the film. By the way, after that film, he ended his relationship with me. Oh. 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 Because of that. That and probably the main bad guy, James Liu. James Liu, who's I, fantastic. Well, I cast him in it. And we were just I would, talking about I, him. I, 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 I had to enforce my against my own manager. Really? My own personal manager. Wow. There is nothing you can do. 
In Tokyo, Detective Thomas Hoshino thinks his problem is weapons and gangs. In Los Angeles, Detective Karen Ryder thinks her problem is weapons and gangs. They have the same problem, but it's not what they think. Cooperation is their only chance to understand Red Sun Rising. Speak English? English? I speak it reasonably well. Stay on him. Oh, Captain, you're going to have to get someone who gets along with jabs. Joining East and West is easier said than done. Is this the part where we cut our stomachs open? Excuse me, but Jaho is not a name. It's, uh, it's a kind of ninja black magic. So this character can resurrect people, bring them back to life? Yamata's death was not a reality. Your assassin is a master of the death touch. I always thought that was just a myth. This is nuts. Back in Japan, they call him a Kida. You know what that is? A Japanese dog dies head first into everything. Never knows when to back off. They're on different paths to the same destination. She's looking for the truth. He's looking for the truth behind the truth. Show me who you really are. Hurt her, and I'll rip your heart out. It's a destiny they can't stop. Time changes all the rules. When night meets day, only one can survive. Red Sun Rising. They didn't want to cast Terry Farrell or James Liu. Wow. Now, and we got Michael Ironside because of me. Because, yeah. because Steve James and Michael Ironside were good friends. Mm -hmm. So I called Steve James to call Michael Ironside. Because we couldn't afford him at the time. You know, he had already done a movie with Stallone. He did yeah. a movie called, or not Stallone, uh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Total, Total Recall. Recall. Total Recall. Yeah. He'd already done that. So he was, he was already A-list. Why would he go back to some ultra-low budget thing? Yeah. He did it for um, Steve James. You know, and Steve James died soon afterwards. But, yeah. Another, uh, another great uh, yeah. performer. Yeah, well, I met him at a, at a uh, video store. You did in the I'm in the martial arts section and some guys got yes. like crowding me out. I'm trying Wait to wait a minute. Look, I went to the video stores to, trying to, to rent to my own movies, man. Back no, up. no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I've seen my own, <laughs> but I was looking to see the other movies. You got. I'm in the business, so you got to see them. You're you a fan, gotta, and you gotta, I'm a fan. You gotta know. But you got to know, know what the other guys are doing. So I'm looking at somebody's crowd me, and I look at him, and I, I said, no, "I've seen this guy somewhere." And he looked at me like a look of recognition. I, I go, "Steve Jane." He goes, "Yeah, Dolph the Dragon Wilson." And I said, "Hey, Steve." I said, "Um." <laughs> I'm getting ready to do a movie. I said, you want to do it with me? You want to be the bad guy? He goes, my, he goes, this is his words. He said, my agent wants me to go try to be mainstream. He said, but I just got married, and I'd like the extra money. He said, I could use some money right now. Yeah. He, he said, what is it? And I, I said, it, it's, we're going to shoot it local in L.A. It's called Human Target, yeah. and yeah. you'd be perfect for it, And um, which he was. He, he played two characters in it, a, a, a pimp and the head of the uh, CIA yeah. or whatever. And he did a great job. He lost his memory. He doesn't even know his name. I don't know what the truth is anymore. Only one thing is certain. Everyone wants him dead. Now, Don the Dragon Wilson has to fight to find out who he really is. The only way he knows how in the return of the biggest martial arts series of all time. The powerhouse is back, and he's assaulted from all sides. I don't want any excuses. I want him dead. Dawn, the Dragon Wilson, is a human target. Blood Fist 5 hits dead on. The best ever, says Kung Fu Illustrated. A bruiser, a thousand volts of heart-stopping action, says Karate Magazine. In the biggest, baddest, 
boldest blood fist ever. Packed with more action, power, and thrills than ever before. Don't miss Dawn the Dragon Wilson in Blood Fist 5, Human Target. And He's um, so great. I love we had guy. fight scenes in it. And anyway, but that, that's how that went about. Wow. Because, because he was crowding me in the video. Stage. Because, you know, when you look at for a video, you don't look at the guy's you don't look at the guy's face. No. So I, oh, I you just don't? You no. Don't? There was just no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, that's how I look at movies. I don't. The guy next I, to me. I look at them. You like Goonies? Yeah. Should yeah. I get that? And then yeah. You become a friend. Right. Do, do you remember the that's name of the video store? The... <laughs> right. Odyssey. Odyssey video. Odyssey, Odyssey video. Oh, no. I met Steve awesome. James in Odyssey. That's awesome. In a week later, he was working with me on a film that's on Lancashire or uh, Lancashire. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Odyssey on Lancashire. Right on. That, that's where I met Steve James and. Rest, Rest in, in peace. peace. Yeah, I'll see you in the next Sincerely. one. Sincerely, um, I'll see you in the next mm-hmm. life. As we as we start to kind of wrap up, uh, typically we do uh, a segment called Two Dollar Six Questions, where we okay. l- uh, get uh, questions either from ourselves or from fans. Um, but my son, actually Bodie, he wanted to ask you a question, and and it's 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 a, from a seven year old perspective. So I will say quickly okay. that the backstory is I was showing him highlights of of your career, and mm-hmm. he goes, "Wow." He's really cool, you know, and 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 then at the same time he was studying Black History Month, and we were watching videos of Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. So this question is kind of in vain with that. I, I played the I'll play the video for you so you can see his face. Great. And I'll turn the volume up. And he was very nervous maybe, when he asked this question. Maybe you can cheat it out to the to the camera. Yes, see if maybe uh, I can do this. Can you press play when you get a chance? I don't know if you can. I I can't. But the camera right yeah. there. He right. looks a little ethnic. Is it? What oh, is so your my, wife? What is your wife? Oh, so oh, sorry. Pausing for ethnic. So, so my my wife is Chinese. Okay. And so, and so, okay. In fact, he's I, like me. He's I, got, he's he's mixed. Well, it, it's funny you bring that up because I do these uh, inspirational notes. We for call my son. him the lizard. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> we have a lizard. He can they grow into the dragon, right? <laughs> we do these inspirational notes once a week or once a day for school. I've been doing it since he was started preschool, so I'm up to almost 900 school notes every day. And I drew okay. our drawn. Today, you were in his note, and we oh. talked about appreciating your culture, appreciating your background, where you come from, mm. learning your history, and how important that is. Um, because if you learn your history, you can obviously <clears throat> learn other people's history as well. But <clears throat> this is his question for you. Okay. Okay. Do the honors, please. Hi, Mr. Wilson. You're a really special person to me, and I'm going to ask you a question. First of all, I'm Bodie Schaefer. I'm seven years old, and I want to ask you this question. Who went in a fight, Muhammad Ali or Don the Dragon Wilson? Bye. Muhammad Ali. (laughs) The question was, who would win in a fight, Muhammad Uh, Ali or Don the Dragon Wilson? And it was Muhammad Ali. First of all, I've got so much respect for him, I wouldn't throw a punch. Yeah. So it'd be hard, yeah. pretty hard for me to knock him out if I'm not yeah. going to throw a punch or a kick. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, now if we take Muhammad Ali and we shrink him down to light heavyweight, 175, <laughs> it's going to be a run. I'll give him a run for his money. Yeah. There you go. But, um, no, Muhammad Ali is, uh, he's the greatest of all time. And, uh, you know, I tell people um, he's the greatest of all time and he knows how to box. Yeah. Because he was a great human being, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know Humanitarian. He, he, yeah. he gave up his title, by the way. It's just like, let's say I get to the A films, I'm doing big, and then I give it all up for some uh, belief, mm-hmm. you know, for his yeah. beliefs. Because yeah. you know, he didn't believe um, his religion and his interpretation, Muslim religion, mm-hmm. said never attack others unless they attack. You only defend yourself. You don't right. attack. And he said no Vietnamese ever did anything to him. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they would have never sent him on the front lines, by the way. They would have just used him to recruit 
people. He'd be like used as a recruiting guy. Yeah. And he didn't want to be part of that. He he didn't believe. And, you know, years later, years later, he gave a speech and he said, you know, they said I was not patriotic and I, did, I wouldn't fight. He said, but you know what? Turned out now they say I was right. Yeah. Which is true. We never should have been in Vietnam. Yeah. yeah. You know. There you go. Yeah. Trim, yeah. I think his perspective was was – he he was in awe of both of you, and he's like, mm. "Wow, here's this cool guy from this genre. Here's this cool guy from that that genre. Everything's like, who would win?" But obviously, well, <laughs> <laughs> Muhammad Ali is he was great boxer, you know, greatest of all time, you know, one of the greatest. And look, well, people say that about you in kickboxing. Well, I, I, I'm one of the top guys. I, I won't deny that I'm one of. But uh, you know, it's hard to say I'm the greatest of all time because you know. The only way to, to find out who's the best is we have to fight. Exactly. And we, I can't fight other weight divisions because that's not fair. The, you know, the, there are other great fighters in lighter weight classes and things. And um, but but I, I did have a lot of challenges during my career, and and I didn't avoid them. I, I, I fought all the. You know, people say, "Why didn't you fight this guy? This guy?" And I said, "Well, I fought so many yeah. other champions. I'm saying, I'm mean, guys who were supposed to beat me." Um, under different rule systems. Now, most fighters, what they do is they find one set of rules that can be champion, and they stick to mm. it. There, there weren't champions who did everything, though, like I did. Yeah, you there did. Were, and different weight divisions. I fought in four different weight divisions. Mm. That's not the norm for kickboxers. So um, I'm one of the better kickboxers in history. Well, here you are on our show, and, and I hope in... in, in I hope this has been as enjoyable for you as it has been for us. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I, it, all these are, look, these are, it's my passion, kickboxing. So whenever we start about that, 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 and then movies is my second passion now yeah. because it's my second career. It's the, the thing I do, and, I, and I'm still doing them, like I said, and um, you know, still aspire to do the A films, you know, the bigger budget. No, you did not necessarily bigger budget, but be, I, better films. I just want to make better films. Let's call Joe Silver. We'll, we'll just see. We'll see if he remembers Jim, if he can. Give Joe LaCalle his next yeah, Matrix. Gonna... He could have a yeah. new bad guy. But you, I tell you what, um, what's this? Uh, Mark Dacascos and I were in um, Chechnya together. We were at the president of Chechnya's birthday. Okay. It was me, Mark, and Mayweather. And it was after Mayweather, you know, because Mayweather reminded me. He goes, you know, Don, I paid Conor McGregor $100 million. I said, And I don't know if he's fishing around to see maybe kickboxer versus boxer. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, but, yeah. but, but believe you know, me, I come yeah. a lot cheaper than $100 million. Yeah. Right. But um, But anyway, we were all at the dinner party, uh, birthday party for the uh, president of Chechnya. Okay. Uh, Mark Dacascos, me, and um, Mayweather. And so uh, we're sitting at the same table, and um, Mark said he just got, just finished this John Wick thing. And the way he got that is they had a Japanese actor that was supposed to play his role. Mm. And that guy was diff- what they called difficult on the set. I don't know what yeah. it was. What they called difficult on the set. Right. But he was hired. Nice way to put he it. He was yeah. hired and they, they, they fired him. And they needed Mark to just get on the next flight yep. Yep. to wherever they were shooting. Yep. I don't know. Where. And Mark said, I'm there. Yep. And, and Mark was saying, man, I didn't expect something. Just a call out of the yeah. blue. And he said, "This is the biggest thing I've ever." Is his? He starred in a lot of movies like me. Yeah. He had his own Only TV series strong. for a while, The Crow. The Crow. Yep. Yep. So, so he's had a successful career. Yeah. But Iron you know, Chef. The John Wick is one of the premier. It's like Jack Reacher has been. Yeah. John Wick. Uh, it's uh, top right now. Uh, yep. uh, Equalizer. Yeah. With Denzel, that'd yep. be a great. I'd love to yeah. fight. Den- or the yeah. what was the guy? The, the guy doing Liam Neeson doing the Taken, Taken movies. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Those uh, franchises 
are big, and he got the big one, the John Wick. I mean, that's yep. one of the one of the big ones. The only other one would have been Jack Reacher, the main bad guy. Right. But um, yeah. So anyway, he had just done that, and we we had dinner together, and right so on. yeah. So the dragon is still. I may get my phone call because yeah. it can happen at any time. Well, like with Mark, it was nothing planned, had nothing to do with connections. After or, today, that's yeah. normally what happens. Our yeah. guests, well, they get their big break. They, that's yeah, they get their big break. It's like a blessing. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you you coming on our show is our big break. Thank you so much for being on our show. <laughs> oh, thanks for asking me. By, by the way, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. We ha- we have a T-shirt for you as well. I see it. It looks great. Oh, yeah. Preserve dragons Cust- made these custom made T-shirts. Two dollar late fee official T-shirt. You can get yours you today. Know, you know, <laughs> I've seen people have made some shirts for me. Yeah, I think that is the closest. Drawing one of me that actually looks like it might be me. So Mar- yeah. Martin Go is the yeah. artist. He, he did his a good company job. Preserved. He, he did had, a good job. He he. It was an honor for him to make this for you. He wanted to oh. say thank you for you know like the the movies you've made, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I feel like we could go another hour with you. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. well, you know, we'll we'll wrap it up for now. Hopefully, very good. There's very good. Many to come yeah. after this, but thank you. Thank yeah, you. My pleasure. I had a great time, and um, uh, we didn't have anything any the. Personal stuff. That <laughs> we didn't get the flat uh, earthers, right. and we didn't get to. Uh, right. No, but no, that, no that, that's just <laughs> right. me mentioning the fact that you got to cover all, all things. I believe you know totally. you can right. start like this, but but even um, and for context, you, know, you don't believe the Earth is flat. You were talking about the right. Earth. Uh, no, yeah. I was yeah. an engineering major. Yeah. My father worked at the Kennedy Space Center. I was following his footsteps. I mean, I I, I respect science. Yeah, people don't believe in science anymore. No. Some but people believe that we're getting the vaccine. Because Bill Gates wants to put a chip in me to find out where and what I'm doing. Yeah. Bill Gates, I can guarantee everybody out there, does not care what you're doing. Right. <laughs> he hopes that you're living a happy life. Well, and I anyone, might... anyone with one of these, yes, it's very easy to know what you're he doing. He does right. Yeah. He's, he uh, knows who I'm talking to. Yeah. He doesn't need to put a chip in me. Yeah. So anyway, but there's a lot of topics yeah. out there. And, and I think you, know, you have your celebrities, but every now and then you should, you know. We need, like, the Dragon's Corner. We need, we need, just need you on more regularly. You come on, we'll cover, like, all well, the Well, we topics. got the UFO thing now. The yep. government's admitting yep. the UFO. UFO. How many years did they what say? A, uh, they made fun of everybody who even said they thought they saw a UFO. Now we've got <laughs> pilots saying they're chasing yeah. them. I, I, so uh, look, you're you're preaching to the choir with these beliefs because we feel the same way, and it's it's amazing that it'd be nice to. I'm very hopeful. I'm very hopeful in the sense that we can hopefully this mindset will evolve <laughs> uh, yeah, over time. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's the genesis of it is um, kind of nostalgic. Uh, you know, the the two dollar late fees. Yep. Yep. Um, I of course remember those things. Um, what was your bit? Did you ever have a late fee? Did you ever have to pay a late fee on a rental movie? Oh, I'm sure of it. And <laughs> you no, know, no, because I, I, here's how, what I used to do. I don't know if other, other people did this. Not only would I not return them on time, I don't remember where I put them and I've got to look, search the house to find them. Yeah, so another couple of days goes by. Yeah. yeah I, yeah. I could just, well, well, no, those, those videos back then, they cost about 50, 60 bucks. They were expensive. They were really yeah. expensive. Yeah. We're... They were expensive. And, um, uh, which they were worth every penny. I want to let every every video <laughs> store. No, no, I used, to, yours. I used to go Especially on month long tours, and I would literally go do uh, for Blockbuster. I would do in store signings and yeah, things yeah. and appearances. Yeah. And um, yeah, there were there was a, uh, in the VSDA Video Software Dealer Association. There were over thirty thousand video stores, and most of them are mom and pops. Wow. Yeah. Because the biggest was Blockbuster. And I yeah. believe there were like two thousand, three thousand stores. Yeah. But yeah. you think thirty thousand? That means all the rest of them are just. You and me want to open a business. Yep. yep. You know? Yeah. And um, yeah, I'd go for a month at a time when my movies were released and uh, 
for no pay <laughs> and meet the fans, take pictures with them, you know, sign autographs. It was uh, yeah, all part of the, the building yeah. the brand, the PR. Correct. Yeah. Well, well Correct. thank you for yeah. giving us your time today. And um, you said it was half a million that we need to pay you today. Cash, right? You're right. Okay. <laughs> all right. So we'll just no publicity. No, no this would have been a great thing back bit. then. This yeah, would have yeah. helped. Yeah. yeah. This would have helped. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. the viewers know uh, the the video people. So we're kind of doing a time warp thing here. I think so. It's retro. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It's, nostalgia. It, it, we're talking about the videos of yesteryear. Well, thank you for being a part of our lives all yes. these years and continuing to be a part of our lives. Yep. Yeah, I look forward to it. Is yeah, there anything yeah. you'd like to promote, the, the, the Jean fr- fraud? <laughs> uh, no, you know, no, anything you know what? You want you know the what? audience to go I, to? I will say this. I would say that I actually had some negative feelings for Van Damme when I first heard that he was talking about being a kickboxing champion. Mm. But I, I have been in Hollywood now for, you know, 40 years now, I, I, I said I've been, my first movie was 82, so that's yeah. 40 years of being an actor. And um, no, I, I understand what he did, and you know, it's, 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 it's the land of make-believe, so I can't be too hard on him. He's, yeah. I'm sure yeah. there's a story there, too. We all have one, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we got to get Van Damme yeah. in here. Yeah, yeah the two of you guys. We'll get him. Because he was, he was, actually, his films were theatrical. Yes. But um, uh, even though they don't perform, the, I'm sure they made more money on video. Oh, many guaranteed. of the films you, would, would make yep. more of a profit yep. on video. So uh, the theatricals, many times, is just to advertise the video. Yep. You know. Well, I'm glad there's companies yeah. like Vinegar Syndrome that are putting your movies out, like whatever it yeah. takes. And yeah, yeah, you know. that one I believe was possibly underseen because if you didn't have Showtime, it it showed for um, it was bought by Showtime to be shown for at least like. Two years, I think it was yeah. on Showtime Action or something. Yep. So they 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 actually had the rights to it uh, domestically. But if you didn't have Showtime and you didn't rent the video, you wouldn't you wouldn't have seen this that movie. This and is, Andrew Dice Clay, by the way, was great in it. And yeah. Fred Williamson, friend, good friend of mine, yep. he was fantastic and in it. Leslie Dannon, who played Marla. Leslie Dannon, <laughs> who <laughs> you knew, who is it? yeah, she played Marla. She did great. Classroom, yeah, yeah, she did a great job. Yeah, and uh, of course I blew her up like we. was Spoiler alert! It was Fred. Spoiler alert! They want us to go under again. Something big. So this is the guy, huh? How do we know this isn't a setup? Don't. Looks like we got an opening in our organization. You interested? Sure. In a world where muscle and violence no one can beat me. are big business. Steroids. You use this stuff the right way. You'll triple your strength. Guaranteed. He's found a new enemy. You and I can make some serious guys together. A new love. You gotta trust me and believe me when I tell you. Polly's gonna regret we ever met. And a new way of life. There's a line between the good guys and the bad guys. <laughs> that could cost him his own. Watch out, little man, because before long, I'm gonna know all your tricks. I always keep a few tricks in reserve. Gonna be close to a million dollars. We got ourselves a red ball. You know they got cream for that. I know what we can do. Now what? Payback time. When the job gets personal. She is fantastic. You can't do this one alone. This one I can. A tough cop must do whatever it takes. Don the Dragon Wilson. Andrew Dice Clay, Fred Williamson, catch whatever it takes.
and, and so. check out whatever it takes uh, because it, yeah. it's it's a great movie and it deals with a subject that yeah. rarely gets talked about. Steroids. Oh, never, never. I, well, well, not. It was the first time because all the scripts I was getting it was all heroin. And it was all uh, cocaine, dealers, cocaine dealers, crack. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the kind of thing. Yeah, Enough but but never, never what they call performance enhancing, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and at the time, the FBI, the time we made that was in the '90s. But the FBI statistic was because the writer showed me all this was um, one in eleven high school athletes were was taking some kind of mm, drug, illegal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One high school because they couldn't get scholarships oh. without that. Yep. Crazy. So yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, when you got ten percent of the athletes taking something that's yeah. illegal and dangerous, it, there is a danger. I mean, you yeah. do, especially yeah. if you're buying it on the street. Totally. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what they're injecting? Yeah, right. And it, it's, we it, put it, that in there. There, we got the guy on the street corner selling it, and he goes, yep. "Hey, I got, I got." And so we we tried to show um, the negative aspects of it, and even had my character say, "Look, I'm not saying it's poison, but it's illegal." No. Yeah, you know. I, I love I love your character in it. D- the Dice Man is great in it as well. Yeah, and, yeah, um, he was great. Yeah. I, I love working with him. Thank you, Don. Yep. Thank, Thank you. Nice. Thank you. Hi, I'm Don the Dragon Wilson, and you're listening to Zach and Dustin at $2 Late Fee. Oh, listen, I just wanted to say goodbye and remind you that the good guys always win, even in the 80s. All right, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a four... Is it five-star rating? <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We really... Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, that's great, too. And you can find us on the Internet. (laughs) Don't forget to check out our website at $2LateFee.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at $2LateFeePodcast. We'll see you next time. We did it. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.